Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Barrister's words. The commissary was vastly surprised at the turn taken by the conversation. He could not guess what deep significance lay behind the Englishman's threat. And to tell the truth, Brett himself was considerably astonished at the effect of his vague insinuations, but he lost not a moment in following up the advantage thus gained. "'Well,' he said, "'tell us now who it was that sent you to the Turks with the diamonds.' "'It was Le Jongleur, Henri Dubois.' "'What?' cried the commissary, starting violently. "'Henri Dubois?' the most expert thief in france a scoundrel against whom the police have vainly tried for years to secure evidence i know nothing of that monsieur said the little man who seemed to be strangely crestfallen but i am telling you the truth this time it was he who sent me the day before yesterday to the rue barbette and again yesterday although i was very unwilling to go the second time because, as this gentleman will tell you, they looked very like murdering me on the first occasion. "'What was the object of your visit yesterday?' said Brett. "'There, monsieur, I have told you the truth, although monsieur the commissary here thinks it was childish. My instructions really were to ask them to meet him on the Pont Neuf at 6.30 p.m., when he said he would explain everything to their satisfaction.' but above all i was to warn them to beware of the englishman then why would they seize and gag you for conveying such a simple message demanded the commissary i cannot tell i have done them no harm believe me gentlemen both i have not the slightest idea how these diamonds were obtained or why there should be such a fuss about them all I know is that these Turks are desperate fellows, and you won't catch me going near them again, I swear. How long have you known Dubois? said Brett. Oh, two years more or less. Have you ever been associated with him before? Never, monsieur. My record is there. And he again jerked his thumb towards the volume on the table. It will tell you that I deal in small affairs. Dubois is an artist. If he found a woman's purse in the street, he would return it to her, with a bow if she were rich and handsome, and with some francs added if she were poor. I know little about him, he continued, except that he is a great man. They say that he once robbed the Bank of France for two hundred thousand francs. 
and the little wretch's voice became tremulous with admiration as he recounted the legend he is a favoured lover of la belle chasseuse demanded brett sharply the worm recovered his equanimity somewhat at this question he softly drew his hand over his chin as he replied with a smirk there are others i think not came the quick retort no there are none on whom mademoiselle bestows such favours she left paris with him last night the devil ejaculated the little man oh yes and she has just passed a fortnight with him in london a thousand thunders screamed pity her father told me she was performing in a music hall at marseilles the barrister had evidently touched a sore point and the worm was more ready than ever to tell all that he knew about le jongleur but his information amounted to little more of importance the chief fact had been ascertained its predominant interest was the identity of the man who had planned and carried out the albert's gate outrage brett quickly realized that to question him further was useless pity evidently expected to be set at liberty at once in this however he was disappointed for the commissary curtly remanded him to the cells brett on the other hand made up his mind that the worm at liberty might be more valuable to him than the worm in gaol so he asked the commissary as a favour to himself to set pity free first giving the thief to understand that he owed his release to the barrister's intervention this was done and le Vert was voluble in his expressions of gratitude brett soon cut him short here he said are a couple of louis for your immediate necessities i am living at the grand hotel and i want you to call there each morning at ten o'clock you will inquire at the office if mr brett has left any message for you then if i need your services i will be able to reach you early pity protested that he would serve monsieur most willingly and soon afterwards the barrister took leave of the commissary promising to keep him fully posted as to further developments and secure for him and him only the ultimate credit of capturing such a noted thief as dubois fate settled matters differently the french official was already much impressed by brett's method of handling this difficult inquiry and he consented readily enough not only to assist him in every possible way but to restrain the police from further active interference in the case until matters had developed from their present stage during the afternoon brett received a visit from his actor acquaintance who brought him a telegram from marseilles it read mademoiselle beaucaire has obtained an engagement here at the palais de glace she makes her first appearance on monday evening brett smiled as he realized how accurately he had interpreted the actions of la belle chasseuse and her companion this is certain he said to himself they left paris on thursday night and they probably will not reach marseilles until monday i have plenty of time to hear talbot's story from his own lips before i take my departure for the south
an hour later he was seated in his room smoking and reading a magazine when the waiter appeared a lady and three gentlemen wish to see monsieur he explained he rose promptly and accompanied the man to the foot of the staircase there near the elevator he saw edith talbot lord fairholme and sir hubert fitzjames whilst with them was a tall handsome young man in whom the fair outlines of the girl's face were repeated in sterner and bolder characteristics edith was the first to catch sight of him she sprang forward and cried with an impulsiveness that showed how deeply her quiet nature had been stirred oh mr brett i cannot tell you how grateful i am to you here is my brother the two men shook hands and looked at each other with a natural curiosity for seldom had an acquaintance been made after more exciting preliminaries i am indeed glad to see you said brett shaking talbot's hand with more demonstrativeness than was usual to one of his quiet temperament then how shall i find words to express myself was the reply for in my case there is joined to the pleasure of making a much desired acquaintance the knowledge that to your efforts i am indebted for my liberty and possibly for my reputation we have much to say to each other said the barrister i suppose you have secured rooms in the hotel he continued turning to miss talbot oh yes everything is settled she cried the servants are looking after our trunks i simply would not wait a moment until i had seen you please take us all somewhere at once where we can talk quietly brett answered with a smile lord fairholme and i have a sitting-room which we use in common and which has already been the scene of many earnest conferences let us go there End of chapter twelve